left to fend for themselves, often sleeping in the outdoor markets. No food in the stores. Buildings were bombed, roads full of potholes. Presidents usually lasted about six months leaving the country with a suitcase full of American dollars. Our friend who invited us knew the current president, who is now in residence in Entebbe. And through him, we received an invitation to an outdoor festival. For some reason, we did not come in on the front, but were in the rear of the estate, and a large expanse of lawn was between us and where, where it was all going on. Well, we f- <clears throat> but my husband, I was embarrassed to approach this way, not even sure we had been invited. But my husband, being who he is, kept pushing and insisting, and we were invited. And uh, when we finally arrived to where the president was, we were warmly greeted, and actually I was invited to sit next to him. Traditional dancers had come from all over Uganda, and it was indeed a festival, and it was a good time. What was my problem? The memory of my reluctance and my embarrassment still sits with me today. It, was, it is a reminder to me that with the invitation of God, from God to approach the throne of grace, I either don't go or come with hesitation and not always sure I am welcome. This didn't just happen to me long ago. Sometimes I'm still unfrozen in unbelief. Here are some of the things that I am doing now that I approach with, often with unbelief and fear. Forgetting I am welcomed by the King, the Lord of the universe. I mentor four Indian women who struggle to understand the gospel. I'm 90 years old, and I'm still trying to keep a full schedule of team meetings with the World Harvest Mission. And lately, I've encountered increasing physical weakness because of several falls. I need help from the throne. Where do you need help today from the throne? What are you facing that seems too hard and too much? Take a moment and write some of these things down. When I'm frozen by unbelief, I often turn to Psalm 143. I'm not going to have someone read it because it's a long psalm, and I'm going to go through it with you. Let's look at the psalm. Verse 1. Before the throne, David pleads with God that he would listen to give his ear, answer him, not judge him for coming with these requests. I needed to be sure God was listening. Obviously, God is aware of indwelling sin, so he wants an answer. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Lost my place. Um. He wants an answer, not judgment, but he wants mercy. When I'm desperate for answers, it's easy to think that God will judge me. Apparently, David felt the same. Verse 2, David recognizes that there is an enemy that is pursuing his soul, and he was obviously in distress. 
Saul, the present king, was a very visible enemy of David, pursuing him with intent to kill. But I believe David knew of a deeper evil that was crushing his life to the ground. The enemy whispered lies to Adam and Eve about the integrity of God enticing them with wisdom to know the future. They listened, ate the fruit, and there was instant alienation from God. They hid from him, from each other. Adam blamed God, Eve the serpent, and from the natural world. Now there will be thorns and thistles and hard labor. I think sometimes that alienation is still there within our hearts if our hearts aren't filled with, with faith. <clears throat> we leave the story of Adam and Eve with the hope that one would come to crush the head of the evil one. And this is what Jesus came to do and did on the cross, disarming the rulers and authorities, putting them to open shame by triumphing over them. David knew that God promised that he would build him an everlasting house, and he also knew he had an enemy and that only God could deal with him. I have so many dates next to this psalm. There is in me a wayward heart. It looks at my weakness, looks at my sin, looks at my circumstances, and concludes that God couldn't be for me. This is what Hebrews calls an unbelieving heart departing from the living God. And here are some of the lies I listen to. You lack motivation, so why go on? You're too old, 90 years and counting. You are alone, an orphan. God's not paying attention to you. He doesn't love you, as he says. God doesn't understand. He has withheld blessings from you. If all his promises are true, why do I have so many struggles? Do you listen to some of the same lies, or are yours different? Take a moment to think about whose voice you are listening to. Verse 4. If you're like me, it is hard to go on when overwhelmed with fears, loneliness, shame, guilt, out of control, asking ourselves, who am I? Where do I fit? Uh, these are often the questions that I face, and maybe yours are some of the same. It's no wonder that David's spirit fainted within him. But what's the solution to all this despair? Look at verse 5 and 6. Sanity returns to David when he remembers days of old, meditates, ponders, stretches out his hand to the one who alone can bring him out of distress. Notice he is before God, before the throne, and is very honest. This is why it is so helpful to pray this prayer. It cuts through all our excuses, all of our brain shifting, all of thinking that we are victims, and brings us to the one who can answer those heart needs. We all thirst, but not always for the things that satisfy Verse 7, what is David asking God for? Up to this point, he wanted God to understand he's in trouble and needs help, big time. 
He has prayed, and what he needed to pray, he needed a lot of assurance. And he brings before God seven petitions. Answer me quickly. My spirit fails. Don't hide your face. If you hide, I'll be dark. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love. This is how we need to start the day. Make me know the way I should go. Perhaps there are some here who lack direction concerning children or career or jobs, identity, and fears of the future. This is the best prayer to pray. Again, he asks for deliverance from his enemies. And David had many pursued, and David had many enemies, especially pursued by Saul all of David's life. He was a jealous king who thought if he could get rid of David, his throne would be secure. And then David says, preach me to do your will. I'm too independent, too self-sufficient, too proud to be alone. And that's, that's talking about me. And then he prays, let your good spirit lead me on level ground. I cannot think, walk, and love without the spirit. In June, I had a couple of falls that left me weak physically. I don't like weakness. And then my daughter, Kimberly, who is severely uh, disabled, prays for me every morning that I won't fall. Uh, Verse 11 is the turning point in the psalm. It is not about us, is it? It's for the sake of the Lord. Verse 15, he is now confident that God will cut off his enemies, those who want to destroy his soul. He comes now to the low place, to the place of humility. No longer stressed, but being willing to be a servant. David came to the place of peace, satisfied God had heard him. I am writing this, when I was writing this in mid-July, I did have a crisis of faith. I can't remember what it was now, because I usually have a lot of them. Did I really believe that the throne was the throne of grace? That God would actually listen to me as I prayed through this psalm? I wrote two friends who faithfully prayed for me and honestly shared my heart. They prayed, and by the end of the day, my heart was at peace. I want to say it doesn't come out in my, my notes so much, but I cannot make it in this life if I don't have people who honestly pray for me with from their heart, that I can honestly say, look, I'm stuck today. I don't know where to go. My heart is cold. My heart is hard. Uh, Will you pray for me? And God always answers those prayers. Well, let's take some time now, maybe about 10 minutes, to... uh, to quietly pray through the psalm. You have questions before you? Um, Are they on the screen? Oh, good. There is no right or wrong answer, but ask the Spirit to make you honest and confident that as you come with, that, that you come with expectancy that God will listen. Maybe we'll take about, what is the schedule? Because I have one more psalm to do.
Yeah. Maybe about 10 minutes. Just take some time now. Uh, just to bring your heart before the Lord. Just to let him speak truth into your heart and life. 